You're listening to another message from Generation City Church. My journey, um, I would say, I could probably be bold to say it's the wonderful journey with God. I say that 2016 is the best year of my life. Do you know why? Because I got cancer. I was diagnosed with cancer early in January last year. And um, it's an advanced stage. So yeah, you, you, you will feel like your world turned upside down with that very, very unexpected diagnosis. But tonight, I would not speak about the cancer. I would not talk about how it damaged my body or all about it because for me, I'm confessing that for me, cancer is a thing of the past at this stage. Amen? Amen. Because God said in his word, he already healed me because he had done it on the cross. You know, when it comes to healing, it's sometimes we try to think twice about the word of God. But you, we have to know as a Christians that the word of God never fails. When he said it, it, shall be, it is done. When he said, with the stripe of Jesus, you have been healed. Meaning you have been healed. That's a long time ago. That's on the time of the cross. All you need is to receive it in faith. You see, when you will receive a diagnosis, maybe it, not, not probably cancer, another type of disease that are dreadful, if it, is, it is easy to fall prey to a circumstances like that. That you think, I am a Christian. I should be living in the fullness of God, what he has planned for me, but here I am. And it is more easy to become dismayed about the future. Because when you know in the natural world, when you have cancer, you got a sentence, a death sentence. They associate it. It's, you said your prognosis is very slim. You be, yeah, I don't want to say a word, that word, but if you try to, if you allow those things to get hold of you, you will live in a world of what if, what if next month. I would not be here. What if next year is, would be my last year? But, you see, I, I, did I have fear in my heart? Yes, I did. It's our first um, and natural response to a situation like that that you don't expect. It's, it's natural. There's nothing wrong to fear. There's nothing wrong. But the wrong there, if you allow it to get hold of you, and you stay in that emotions, and you stay in that situation, and then that's the time that the enemy will use that one to defeat us. He will use that one against us, and you, now you start to doubt the word of God. We, are, um, we need to understand that yes, the Bible said he, that in this world, we will have troubles, we have trials, we have tribulations. But what God, what Jesus said is very stunning. Be 
of good cheer. Be of good cheer because he overcome the world. And do you know what he's, he means when he said overcome the world? He deprived it of power to harm us. Amen. Yes. So there's, yes, there would be trials. Yes, there would be adversities. Yes, there would be problems. But remember that there are no trials, no problems that can outmatch the goodness and majesty of God. We need to, that even if it's the, the hardest thing that you can accept from the doctor, he said, he said, no, it's okay. I'm fine. I know my God. I know my God. So tonight, I would just have to tell you that as a Christian, it is not really our circumstances that define us. It is not what's happening that is um, going to define us of who we are as a child of God. It is how we deal with our adversities in life that defines us. And as a Christians who walk in a loving relationship with God, it is how we approach our adversity and trials and, dis and problems with faith, with faith, with faith. Amen? Can you say faith? You know, the, I was stunned when I read the Bible when Jesus said in Luke um, 18, when he said, when the Son of Man would come, can he find faith in the world? You know, faith is, for me, faith at the moment, I don't know about you, but it's becoming extinct. Because we sometimes, when we face a situation, we, we tend to listen what the world says. We tend to forget what God is saying to us in that situation. So you have to understand that what is happening to us is nothing compared to what is happening inside of us. As a Christian and as a child of God, you know who is inside of you. It's Christ, it's Jesus himself. So what have Instead of talking to you about cancer, I would talk to you what have I learned out of this disease? What does, it, what does cancer done to me? And what does, um, uh, what does Jesus or God has done to me when I had this cancer? First, the lessons that I've learned is not to look at my situation on my own eyes, in my own natural eyes. I look at it in the eyes of God. If you have a problem, if you have a situation like mine, the first thing you, you yeah, it's normal to say, okay, I'm afraid, I'm scared. What would happen to me in the future? What would happen to my family in the future? But when you look at it in the eyes of God, we have to say, if Jesus is here, how will he see it? How, will, how he will look at it, that situation. We have to ask that question, who is God for us? Who is God for you in that situation? You see, our, our opinion with God, wow, what we perceive of him will drive everything in our life. Because the way we live as a Christians, the way we walk as a Christians is profoundly shaped 
by the picture of God in more ways than we realize. The wrong view of God that we have every time we have a problem, the more we are limited and missing out of what he really is. For example, do we just believe that um, we can be saved anytime or salvation, but when it comes to healing and when you have cancer, you said, oh, hang on a minute. Do you think God can he heal me with this one? I think I can believe if I have a broken bone or a headache, God can heal me straight away, instantly. But when it comes to cancer, I think I need to beg for him. I need to press on that in pity that said, Lord, heal me. Now we have to read the word of God again. That Jesus personally bore our sickness and sins on the cross that we might die to sin and alive to righteousness and by his stripes we have been healed we have been healed if it if that is already provided long time ago on the cross then i can have it anytime i can have it when i receive it in faith he said one preacher said you don't even need to ask for it you see if your son is uh, you have a son in your house and there is food in the table does he has to beg you, mom, can I have this one? Can I have this one? Can I eat this food? No, he will just get it because it's there provided for him. We should look at, we should not look at our problems at our eye level where, where we are obstructed. Because when we do that, we will magnify our problem. We will um, make it enlarged. Once it would be enlarged and become humongous, that's the time that we will tremble in fear. I don't know what to do anymore. We have to look at our situation at a higher level because we, as a child of God, are citizens of heaven. We are in this world, but we are not of this world. So our place is up there in heaven. So we have to look at our situation in a heavenly perspective. In Ephesians 2 said, that we are seated with Jesus Christ in heavenly places. And what does that mean? We are up there. We're just, we're just passing through this earth. So we have to look at our situation in a heavenly perspective where God is. So when you're up there, when you look at your trials, it becomes small. Cancer is, letter C is small c becomes small c but christ is big c so when you go up there because when we said the bible said we are not separated from the love of god so if we are not separated from the love of god so are all our problems so are all our circumstances so is my sickness so it doesn't uh, it you cannot separate them if you are in Christ, our sickness and our problems shall go. Because Christ and sickness cannot be at the same time at one place in one time. One has to go and it is up to us to choose which one. Is it Christ has to go and we have to believe that this is cancer and this is what I've got? So you have to... We have to rise up above our situation, our circumstances. I have, that's why 
for me personally, honestly, I'm not thinking about, I'm not, or, uh, I'm no longer talking or thinking about cancer. Because the more that you talk about it, the more that you think about it, the more you give life to it. You give, you give life to it. Whatever you're focusing into, you're giving life to it. So I have, that's why I always confess every day, cancer is a thing of the past. I've been healed, so you have no more right in me. You have, you have been given a time to invade my body, but you no longer come back. I've been healed, and you will no longer be allowed. Because when we think heavenly, if it doesn't exist in heaven, it doesn't exist here on earth. And because we are heavenly person, if, it, if sickness can't exist in heaven, it should not exist in us here on earth. We need the viewpoint where God is standing in our situation, not from where we are obstructed. So in every trials and every province that you had, you have to ask, where are you, God, standing at this time? Oh, there you are. So I'll step here and I'll stand with you because we are, you are in me. So we have to know with this, listen, we have to separate what is true and what is the truth. Yes, I have cancer. That is true. The doctor, the oncologist would always give me reports like this, blah. But the truth is, I've been healed. I already received my healing long time ago. It is true, I am not working. I'm out of job. I don't have provision. I don't have money. But what the truth is, God will supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. So I would, it's very tempting to worry because of, with your cancer, it comes with everything it will turn upside down in your life finances your physical body everything so but then until jesus becomes real to us it is only the time that we can rise up above our circumstances until he becomes real to us because when the more jesus become real to us the more that your sickness becomes a blur, becomes nothing. I'm making your face serious. Can we smile again? <laughs> we just smile the future, but then we're very, very serious now. Yes, that's why I am smiling all the time. I can't just, if there is more than smile, I am laughing every day. Then the other thing that I've learned with my cancer, with my situation, is that we have to understand and know that with, pro with problems, with trials, is God's possibilities. What does that mean? It's that because God is a God of purpose, plan, and objectivity. That's why he said in Romans 8, in all things, God works together for good for those who love him and called according to his purpose. We have to understand that trials are designed. It's not from God, but 
God allow it. If it happens in our life, it is because it is designed to elevate us, to bless us, so that God can be manifested in our life. It prepares us to go to another level of our relationship with him. It is not just for nothing. Lord, I, told, I, asked, I talked to God, Lord, you haven't taken me into this journey for nothing. Because I know there is something that good that comes out with this. We have to move from just a mere head knowledge of God into a real experience and an encounter with him. Sometimes, um, sorry, I'm, I'm sorry to say this, but it is difficult to live a real Christian life when everything is going well in your life. Amen? When everything goes on smoothly, yes, we can come to church Sunday. We can hear the words of God on Sundays. We can worship for half an hour or 15 minutes. But then, because you don't have a need, we become relaxed in our Christian life. We become complacent we become comfortable do you know what i mean yeah because everything goes well i I don't need i don't need anything so i would probably just thank you lord for a good life thank you lord i have i have this and i have that and that's all but when we have our when trial comes where will we be then you will be panicking. I have to pray for hours now. I have to pray for a whole night. I have to fast. I have to worship him. Because we are already facing adversities in life. So you see, problems and trials this time teaches us to see ourselves as someone about to grow into a larger place of relationship with the Lord. It is not really about our trials or problems it is about god it is all about god because god everything with him is about relationship everything in our lives is about relationship and there's good news about problems so we need to smile can i get a smile let me tell you no problems can come to us without a promise and a provision attached to it. Amen? Can I get a good amen for that? Can I say it again? No problem can come to us without a promise and a provision literally attached to it. Because why? Because our problems are designed to bring us into our provision through the promise of God. So that's why the Bible said, consider it pure joy when you face trials and adversities. Consider it pure joy. So how do you consider it pure joy? I'll dance. <laughs> when I was in the hospital, when I had my surgery, when my, all the anesthetic was taken out of me, I'm in pain. 
But in middle of the night, I will have to get out of my bed. I'll drag away, I drag my pool with all the drips, go into the bathroom, and I will dance there. I'm trading my sorrow. I'm trading my pain. I'm trading it with, with the joy of the Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then after a few minutes, I'm fine. Okay, I come back, I go back to my bed and sleep. I have a good sleep at night. I did not ask for any pain relief because the nurse said, oh, you can just ask for it. No, I don't want that. So, and then the Bible said, rejoice. Rejoice always at all times in every situation, whether it's good or bad. The one thing, the problem with us is we only rejoice when good things happen in us. When bad things happen to us, it's difficult for us to smile. Remember that every problem we face, it isn't about the trials. It isn't about the problem. It's about the relationship that we have and what we want to be with Jesus. It is an opportunity with every problems and trials. It's always an opportunity to go deeper, to go deeper, higher and deeper with our relationship with God. That's why in Psalm 84, think, if I would say, I'll just open it, I will read it to you in the Passion Translation. It's really, really good to read, but I don't have it with me. But it's Psalm 84 says, bear with me. Passing through the valley of weeping. Passing through the valley of weeping. That means we're just passing through. We're not staying in the valley of weeping. They make it a place of spring. The early rains also feels it with blessings. In, I look at it at the Passion Translation. It said, when you pass through the valley, you dig deeper. You dig deeper to make it a place of spring. You know, when you, I don't know about you, but you don't know about if you dug a well of water, you have to go deeper to get a good water. You have to dig deeper because when you're just up the, at the uppermost, you only get that filthy water, but you need to dig deeper. Dig deeper. Are we still here? Yeah. How are you doing? Joshua said, how are you doing? So, it is, with our circumstances, it is God's opportunities to fulfill his words. The Bible has, is full of his promises. How do we know if he fulfills this word, if we are not, um, if we are not experiencing any problems or trials, and then we can claim on that certain promise of God. God wants us to develop our trust in him, to deepened our trust in him because some most of the time we trust more of the things of this world what we what we have we trust more our trust are in 
yeah, I don't, I had, I don't have against talk. I don't have anything with doctor. I'm, I am blessed. I am happy with doctors. They are used by God to give us our healing in um, in some other way. But we have to remember that our trust and faith is not in the hands of the doctor. We thank God for them, but our trust and faith is in God who uses the doctor to, to give us our healing if we need to go to a doctor. So it is an opportunity that God will change our problems into miracles. We see miracles. Miracles doesn't happen now. We, we just thought that miracles happened in the past, in the, in the Old Testament, or in the times of the early church, and it doesn't happen anymore this time. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. If he did a miracles before, if he healed people before, he's still healing this time. We just have to receive it in faith. We need to understand that every negative that is happening in our lives, it is always pointing to a positive. You know, when you're, you have negative, it always points to your positive. What is the positive of sickness? Healing. What is the, when you have a negative of having lack of your provision, what is the opposite of that, the positive? Abundance, provisions. Your worry, the opposite would be trust. Your unbelief would be faith. Your fear would be courage. Your anxiety into peace. Peace that surpasses all understanding. Know that the answer of all our negatives in life is summed up into one name. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. He's all that we need. That's why when you're facing even the difficult moment in your life, think about Jesus. Despite the pain, despite the, the problems, despite the prognosis that you will be told by your doctor, okay, your prognosis is this one. I don't even read the reports. Yeah, actually, I just receive it and put them away, file them. Every time the doctor will say, this, 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 I said, uh-huh. Then after I leave his room, I have to cut it in Jesus' name. It will not happen. I will have the opposite. Yes. And my doctor said, my uncle said, oh, I asked him, when do you tell me that I'm cancer-free? Oh, we can't yet at this time. So we need to wait this long, blah, blah, blah. Okay, if you will not tell me, I will tell you I'm cancer-free. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell it myself, okay. <laughs> Say, yeah, okay, he's a good doctor. And he believes, I know he believes in God, and he believes, go, you know, I know you believe in God. You're a believer, so you know that you believe in miracles. So if you don't tell me I'm cancer free, I'll tell it. I'm cancer free. Now, the last, the, the last thing, okay, last thing that we can make our life joyful or exploding with joy is the one thing I've learned is that it, you have to prophesy with your situation. You speak to your situation. You speak into your problems. That is why there is prophecy in the Bible. 
You have to prophesy. You have to fill the atmosphere around you with the prophetic words of God. You have to release the power of the prophetic in your life. You speak to your future. That doesn't mean that I have cancer. I will not speak to my future. No. I will say I will walk with the Lord in the land of the living. I will not die and, but live and declare the goodness of God for all generations. You know, when you prophesy, it creates an atmosphere of positive energy. This positive energy is nothing but the fire of God. The presence, the very presence of God is speaking to us to rearrange and change our situation. What do you want to happen in your future? Are, you, are we limited? Are you limited to what you are seeing in the here and now? All that God has spoken concerning our life is already been prepared in the realms of the spirit. Who believes in that one? It's already been prepared. God has spoken it long time ago. All we need now is in faith. We have to call it in. Call it in. That's why the Bible said in Romans, for calling things that are not as though they were. As though they were. Even if I was in pain, I was still on treatment. I was already speaking to myself. I am healed. I am healed. Even with the treatment, I said I have to, I had to pray with it. You will not cause me any side effects. If I, I have to speak to the, I have to speak to the nurse. Can I pray for this first before you put it on me? <laughs> yes, yes, sure, sure, sure. Okay. Yep. I will lay hands on it, and I will say, when Jesus, uh, if Jesus turned water into wine, this medication, he will turn it into wine. He will turn it into healing. It will not affect me it will not damage because they always said it damaged things in your body it will not damage me i will speak to it so it only comes in faith because our faith has a voice you need to give your faith a voice it is not Faith at all, your faith will not rise up if you just think about it. You need to speak it. You need to say it. Because by speaking, it's like turning a key to open the door. The word of God is powerful. That's when, when you prophesy, it will come to pass. It might take time. It might not be tomorrow straight away. But... We believe that it will come to pass. So what do you want to happen in your future? Prophesy it now. Speak to your future. We need to think of the future. You know, our vision of the future should impact to where we are right now. We should not be limited. Just because we are facing circumstances at the moment, we could not speak well to our future. That's why in, in Job 28 says, you shall also, at 22 I mean, you shall also decide and decree a thing and it will be established to you. So you decide and decree it. 
we should not be limited of what we are seeing at the moment. We have to start at the future and work back into our present. We need to look at the future as bright as it can because we're speaking into our future that this is what I'm going to like to happen in my future. We have to partner with the Holy Spirit to bring us as he unfolds to us our future that we're speaking. Because God is already writing our life story. It's been done in his heart. He, he titled every chapter in it. In my life, I've probably been in that chapter now that, yes, this is, my, um, this is my time that I would be like this because he wants me to upgrade into a bigger relationship with him. So you know that the Bible said, how precious are God's thoughts to us. You cannot even count it. If you, count the sun, if you can count the sand, it would be more than that. So think beyond or in the middle of your circumstances. Am I going to be stuck in my situation at the moment and I could not look at the future? I could not smile at the future. I could not even laugh at the future because what's happening now, it looks like my future is so dim and blurry. The, Lord, the word of God said in Jeremiah, when he asked Jeremiah, the prophet, what do you see? What do you see? God is asking you now, what do you see? What do you want to see in your future? And Jeremiah said, I see a branch of almond tree. And the Lord said, you have sinned well. You have sinned well. For I am alert and active, watching, watching over my words to perform it. We have Jesus in us. You know, in 8.11, it's my, uh, Romans 8.11 is my favorite verse at the moment. Because every time I read this, it will, my spirit will just jump up and I will just dance and joy, be joyful all the time. He said in Romans 8, and if the spirit of him, that means God, who raised up Jesus from the dead, dwells in you. In you, in me, in us. He, O God, who raised up Christ Jesus from the dead, will also restore your life, restore life to your mortal body. I don't think there is more powerful with that verse. That means Jesus, the Spirit of God, who raised up Jesus from the dead, is living in you, in you, in you, in me. So don't we should not be thinking that just because we have this, sometimes I think um, when, when it comes to sickness or cancer, we, we have to know that um, 
I have to ask, Lord, even if it's cancer this time, it's been, it's probably been a few years it's been discovered. But when Jesus took our sickness into the tree, all types of disease, he already have provided healing for that. Even the ones that are not yet discovered or being named at this point of time, he already has a provision of healing for that one. So that's, that's why with, I do believe with all my heart, in all my spirit, that we, I am receiving his healing. I'm walking and confessing it every day, declaring, appropriating the word of God to be infused in my spirit, believing that he already healed me. So regardless of what we are in our lives right now, what are you facing today? Lay hold of the word of God. We cannot hold anything on this earth. We cannot, we cannot depend on anything. Lay hold of the word of God. Lay hold of our faith. Lay hold of the anointing of the Holy Spirit that is in us. And I, I can say to you, you will not only smile at the future, you will be laughing at it. You will be laughing at it. I, I'm, I would just say that um, with all the boldness, I have to declare to you, all of you, that everything that I say, that everything that happened to me makes me love the Lord more and more. It doesn't matter if I have cancer. It doesn't matter if I don't have money. I don't have, no, I don't have money. cash. I would not say money. I, would, I don't have cash in my wallet. I don't, I'd, you see, I'd rather choose a life to live with trials, knowing that the Lord is with me, than spending my life without him. I don't mind the trials because I'm not scared of the, the Bible said, don't be scared for the one who can kill the body, but be very scared of the one that can kill your spirit. But I know that the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is the same faithful God who hears us, who listens to us and in, in us, and he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hallelujah. Can you give a big smile of that one? <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. Can we just pray? Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, we just thank you tonight. Thank you for your words. Thank you for, your, for, the, for this opportunity to share to these wonderful women, Father. Father, I believe that the Holy Spirit is touching their hearts. May every word will not fall to unfertile ground, but rather it will fall into their hearts, their hearts that are open, their hearts receiving the, the words to quicken their spirit, that we can see the future is bright ahead of us. Thank you and good evening.